Hello Jamie, and welcome everyone to the official first episode of Paul and Jamie Read the Bible, or as Twitter made us call it, Padraturb, which, yeah, I can imagine I think that it catching works. on. I think it works. Yeah, it's Padraturb. short. Padraturb. It's the like more being, we say yeah. it. <laughs> it's great. It's like, I'm perturbed because you've patronised me. Padraturb. <laughs> yeah, well, that's spot on. That's exactly <laughs> the... Uh, <laughs> that's what we're going for. <laughs> so Always our method of operation. I like it. So a few weeks ago, we decided that we were going to read the Bible more. Mm-hmm. And we said as two pretty much lifelong friends that we would talk about that. At, but we also knew that we needed something to get... What are you laughing at, so I'm dude? laughing at lifelong friends. <laughs> lifelong friends. Sorry, that was what, What's funny that about that? Nothing. Nothing but, at all. Yeah. No, carry on. Right, okay. Gonna, I am going to carry on. We decided... <laughs> That we needed to do a task to keep us focused on it, so we thought we'd podcast the results of reading the Bible. Yeah, we're not bragging about this. Um, the, the reason we set this up is because neither of us read the Bible enough. <laughs> I think we better actually put that out there. We're not necessarily saying, oh yeah, we had this great idea. It was basically, what can we do that will force us to read our Bibles? <laughs> That's it. But you know what, since, since we got and go, it's more, it's, it's not that what I was ever sat there personally like, oh, I hate. I hate reading my Bible. No, or anything. But just in the sheer busyness of life, I was finding that Bible, the Bible just wasn't getting as much attention as it deserved, seeing as it does claim to guide us in mm. everything that we do. I just think it's important that, because like last, last time I was thinking about this, I was thinking about the different ways you engage with the Bible through church. And engaging with the Bible through church is a good thing to do. Mm -hmm. And you hear preaching from the front and a lot of churches do home groups where you can talk more about what you, what you think about the Bible. And there's all kinds of different stuff. We engage with the Bible via some of the songs we sing in church as well and, and all of that stuff. But for me, there is nothing like just talking with a good mate one-on-one about what you've found because that that gets you in so we're doing that and we're podcasting that essentially yes that's what we're up to and this is this is the first one so we get together set up the microphones um talk talk about maybe a couple of things that we're going to say make sure we've got a bit of an outline and then we pray and then we're off and that's that's what we're doing yes yes i'm quite excited i'm quite excited because yeah. we've we gave ourselves a week before before recording this today, mm-hmm. giving ourselves a week to look at, we're looking at Mark chapter one. We're going to aim to go through the book of Mark, uh, which is one of the gospels in the New Testament. Um, this is the patronising bit for those of you who are like, oh, I've been going to church for ages, I know this. But you this can th- shut up because you're idiots. <laughs> whatever, get over yourself. And that's the perturbed. That's the perturbed. Jamie's got your back You patronise them, I'm going to perturb them. If you've been to church all your life, I've decided I don't like you this week. <laughs> that's it this week i like mormons <laughs> are you gonna pick a different uh, denomination or sex every every week that's I... it that's it oh, 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 oh yes yes yes. <laughs> I <guess. laughs> yes i am yeah we didn't agree that as one of the ground rules no we didn't we, we we're yeah. gonna uh establish some ground rules as well as we go through the weeks ground rule number and... one being actually read the bible actually read the bible i thought that was quite a good uh i think you came up with that one actually didn't you yeah it was because that works thing, for me this, yeah it's good you do actually actually need to read the bible because I always come to the Bible with my preconceived ideas, my preconceived answers, mm. 
of it's almost like I've got my right. This is what I'm expecting to find the Bible says and actually reading the Bible and forgetting any previous knowledge that you have, I think is a good thing to do because it it tends to hit me harder that way anyway. Well, I I find uh, when we're talking about church, I love church. I think it's great. I think it is a fantastic thing. You know, maybe I'll I'll have a chance to sort of go into why I love church in a future podcast. But um, I I sometimes find that at church, it's really easy to just give like pat answers, isn't it? Um, I think the word you used before when we were chatting before was platitudes. platitudes. Just these kind of like these sort of trite sort of phrases that we pick up and really yeah. we are uh, doing this podcast we're trying to make the bible real to us mm. and apply to our daily life yeah. so i've actually thoroughly enjoyed reading um through mark this this week i've read through the whole of mark um again and also uh, we're focusing in on chapter one um should we just go straight into it yeah let's do it you're on you're on the first bit which is called john the baptist cool well w- what did you find actually in here it says John the Baptist prepares the way. Oh, so that's the, the, the biggest thing for me is um, it says John the Baptist prepares the way. But actually, I mean, Mark is pretty near the end of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm holding it up here to the non-existent camera. So you can't see this at home. <laughs> but in my Bible, certainly it's, you know, Mark's pretty near the end. So it's not really uh, John the Baptist preparing the way. It's kind of the whole of the rest of the Bible, the whole Old Testament prepares the way for jesus mm-hmm. um i don't have any um i'm just gonna put it out there now so you can jump in and rescue me if need be i don't actually have any like set answers for this section I, i've really oh, this struggled is be great isn't it yeah this is gonna be really bad i thought this is such an important section i've got to really get something deep out of this and yeah. I've, I've really struggled so hopefully you'll be able to help me out because you've read it as well but basically the big deal for here for me is we've got in verse two we've got this bit that says um, behold i send my messenger um and it says as it is written in isaiah there's actually two bits of the bible that this applies to um one is malachi which is one of the last books of the um, old testament and Mm -hmm. isaiah is about halfway through the old testament Mm -hmm. we're looking at a long time before jesus was born Mm -hmm. so if we're if we're accepting that you know jesus was born in zero ad you know Mm -hmm. we've got bc and ad um malachi was writing 400 bc which Mm -hmm. is a pretty long time isaiah was writing even before that which was 700 bc Mm -hmm. and that that for me is kind of quite mind-blowing that God has been preparing Jesus for this long. And I was trying to answer the question, why now or why ever? Why? What was the point of, of Jesus? Because God's got this covenant with these people, Israel, mm-hmm. um, who, I mean, they've been pretty rubbish, as we sometimes can be. They always kind of forget about God and he has to bring them back. And then they were punished by being exiled and things like that. And then God starts in in these two passages, definitely that I was looking at, God starts giving out this plan that he's got um, of like a hope of a restoration, like a restored relationship with God. Um, So like, I think Malachi is quite a good sort of summary of it. You've got in um, chapter one, God says um, things like in verse eight, when you offer blind animals in sacrifice, is that not evil? Um, Or, oh, that there were one among you who would shut the doors that you might not kindle fire on my altar in vain. So basically they've got this covenant which is where they have to sacrifice animals and stuff for forgiveness of their sins. That's been going for a while, but God kind of gets sick of it mm-hmm. um, after all, because people are just, it seems like the Israelites go through like a routine. It just becomes a bit sort of rote. Does, mm-hmm. I mean, would you agree? Sort of like they, they, yeah, like we do, like I do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Anyway, with stuff like that. So like, for example, it, like it's like 
two thousand years ago, the Israelites decided to start a podcast, <laughs> and then two thousand years later, they've forgotten entirely why they ever started the podcast. <laughs> but they wear their nicest clothes and silly hats mm. and stuff like that to record their podcast that should be about God, but actually it's just all about them. Yeah, and and uncomfortably, that kind of can we have silly hats? for our podcast i'm just throwing it out there i'm already wearing one that's the oh. great thing about audio i just say i'm wearing one and, and now you're wearing... everyone Boom! is imagining me in a nice. massive silly hat amazing <laughs> it's easily done nice. the magic of radio <laughs> that is the magic of radio <laughs> brilliant so nice hat thank you thank you <laughs> i wish you'd have put some clothes on actually that's a shame. Just by That's a shame that you did that. <laughs> That's a real shame. Sorry, I had to bring it down. Come Sorry, on. I believe you were talking about ancient prophecies <laughs> and their fulfillment via the Messiah. That is correct. That is correct. So, so yeah, so in Malachi chapter one, we've got this, you know, God's basically saying, you know, I've, I'm not delighting in sacrifices anymore. I'm getting a bit fed up. But then there's hope in um, chapter three, which is where this quote comes from. Behold, I send my messenger and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure that that's promising Jesus. Sort of. I mean, yeah, it's not explicitly saying there is going to be a guy called Jesus who's going to turn up. Yeah, but, but it, Mark seems to be saying that it's referring to that. Why yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I Mark says, right, that's it. You know, John the Baptist is here, and John, uh, John the Baptist himself says, um, after me um, comes he who is mightier than I. So he's he's expecting um, Jesus as well to come out. Um, I just I find that. Like I say, I've I've struggled with this bit because why did God wait so long? I mean, we've got Malachi is the last book of the Old Testament, mm-hmm. written about 400 BC. So we've had 400 years where God says, right, this thing, you know, this thing's going to happen. This great thing, I'm going to send this person, um, and and there's hope for everyone. But he takes 400 years about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what 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 took him so long? What I mean, why have the original covenant? God knows that he's going to be sending Jesus eventually. It's going to get to that stage. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't. I've got an answer for it, if you want to hear it. Okay. Don't stress out about it. Okay, good. Like, just chill out. <laughs> just completely chill out about the whole thing. Okay, well, that applies to the like, rest nobody, of, no, of Mark, because then we can wrap this up now. There we go. go and that's lunch. a wrap. Let's <laughs> just chill out. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. But then, like, you're not God, are you? No, that's I true. Really, I really, yeah, we've discussed this in the past. We're all glad <laughs> that you're not God. No, I, uh, if I if I was God, it would You'd just be a right old face awful. melter, wouldn't I would, you? <laughs> that's, that's what I've learned. <laughs> so... But I mean, already even okay. So we're we're kind of glossing over that bit. Then are we? Yeah, no, I'm not, no, no, not glossing over it. I'm just saying you seem stressed this morning. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. You know me. I like to have a pretty bow on it with the you answer. Do. You know, you like, like and then God said, "This is exactly what it is." Yeah. You know, you pray. You go, "Oh God, what what's the answer to that?" And then you wake up. There's a little note <laughs> on yeah. your pillow. That's Love God. Love this God. Is, this is the answer. Fifty p under your pillow. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's the truth. Buy yourself something nice. That's fantasy. <laughs> I do find that people that wear wear glasses do tend to like things to be a bit more straightforward. Like if you thought about taking your glasses off, <laughs> maybe oh, just chilling I can't, out because my contact lenses haven't arrived this week. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I've been waiting shame. for them all week. So this is clearly I've been in an odd mindset all. Are you sure they haven't arrived, but you can't find them? <laughs> no, because I am wearing my glasses. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, and the glasses work as well. Fair enough. Okay. So what well, else did you find from this troublesome, troublesome passage? Well, I found some good bits that I did like and yeah? understood. Good. Yeah, so we've got, particularly in Isaiah, we've got this um, dichotomy of um, God's hatred. I'm sorry, a what? A dichotomy. A dichotomy. Which is, which is where it's 
Mm, ah, no, see, ah, oh, because I looked it up and it's actually incorrect the is way it? I've used it. I was really? like, oh, I wonder if that is definitely the word. It's meant to be mutually exclusive halves. Oh, right, okay. I believe. I'm still lost. For um, anyone else who's lost out there, I'm still God, lost. But God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there that God is a God of oxymoron and dichotomy. You're and, an oxymoron. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, because, you know, God transcends our human understanding. So I'm going to stick with dichotomy. I put that in there for a reason. That's fine. Um, so we've got God's hatred of sin because he gets fed up of the Israelites and mm-hmm. sends them away to Babylon which isn't a nice holiday. <laughs> you think, no. oh, that sounds quite nice. I'd quite like to get to Babylon. It was horrible. I mean, they David were... Gray's been there, hasn't he? he? wrote a little song about it. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I was quite, I was quite young back then. You I don't were remember quite that young, quite as you? clearly as you do. I remember it. <laughs> Your old man, 2020 hindsight. I hate you. Um, so we've got God's hatred of sin, but then he still loves Israel. I mean, Isaiah 40 is a bit more upbeat than um, a lot of Malachi. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, right at the beginning, he says, Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Her warfare is ended. Her iniquity is pardoned. She has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. I'm assuming that's double forgiveness <laughs> rather than double punishment for all her sins <laughs> following, following wow. the rest of that sentence. So he, again, he's promising um, this shepherd. uses the um, word, he will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. So he's, he's, he's saying that, again, you know, God's going to appear in some way to redeem his people. Um, I'd say it's... It, the, the big thing for me is, you know, why why now? Mm-hmm. Why Jesus? And, you know, yeah, like you say, maybe we'll never never get an answer, mm-hmm. answer for that. But I'm just glad that Jesus eventually did turn up. Because quite honestly... Maybe that's... I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's, it's a good thing that it's like that at the start of the book, though. I don't know. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm not, like, just tr- trying defend anything like i think your question is a good one it's like that would have been how they felt at the time mm. and then this work appears by this guy mark that's all about jesus and it leaves you with a few questions it's like i suppose the rest of the book is letting you know who he is it does lead on actually quite well to um the baptism and mm-hmm. temptation of jesus like you, you, have you got anything else to say on the only all, other or? thing i was going to say but again it's one of these questions that i couldn't really answer i mean where did um, John the Baptist fit into the whole redemption thing? I mean, he's sort of preparing the way for God. Mm-hmm. But like I say the other prophets have already been prepared. I mean, was it a way of God saying, right, okay, this is this is it. Get ready. It's been a while. You've not really heard from me. Because, th- you know, I, I believe that Malachi was probably the last of the prophets. Was he for a, for a while? I mean, that's what it looks like in the, um, yeah. certainly what it looks like mm-hmm. in the Bible. Um, you know, you've got a big gap then mm-hmm. um, until Matthew, which is the first gospel. Um so I just wondered where John's um, John's place in it, and also what John's baptism, you know, was for. But I guess that then leads into your section. So it just seems I'm, I'm sure you've got the answer. Maybe, I, I don't know. Well, John, as for what John's baptism was about, like I th- I, everything that John was doing, I think it was literally as like the heading that the NIV people have put in, and that John the Baptist prepares the way. I just think I just think he's literally getting ready for Jesus. And that, so I think it does leave a load of questions. So there aren't really a, like why? Why does God do most things that He does? Mm. Why create us? Why? Oh, why? 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 The yeah, whole time, like yeah. why goes through? Why goes through like flooding the world? Why? Why do that? Why forgive us? Why not just start again, completely again? All these things, but he just He just seems to do them. Mm. I just I get, I suppose in a way, may, maybe I'm defeated by the big questions, but I just I just try and remember that he is god 
in a way, and I'm not going to know all of these things. Yeah, see, I oscillate between the two. Oscillate. Uh, uh, That's another good word. Yeah, and that one I didn't even have written down. (laughs) That's straight out of my brain. Nice. Um, Oscillate, yeah, I I kind of go between the two where, um, you know, sometimes I'm just content to let God be God. Um, And yeah, I think, well, as soon as I can comprehend God, that's probably the time to stop being a Christian because that would be a pretty bad place if God was someone that I could, you know, completely comprehend in my puny little human conscience. Um, but then other times I really struggle with it. And unfortunately, this week has been <laughs> You've had one a of those weeks. You've had struggle with it. You, Paul, struggle? <laughs> some kind of inner battle going on? That doesn't massive sound like me at Jesse, all, does get on with your life, for goodness sake. Good stuff. Well, can we move on then? Well, come on then, the Mr. Old answers. Old Mr. Answers, mate. I'm, I'm going to raise so many questions now, it's not even funny. Excellent. Right? What's quite nice is this, is this is actually going out on Father's Day. And that, which is quite good. And there's a little bit of a father-son theme in this hey. next section. So happy Father's Day. Now you've said that, we're going to have technical difficulties. And, and this is yeah. never, ever going to surface. Or we're just going to have to wait till next year. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Well, either way, you know, it's Father's <laughs> Day. Hooray! And, but, yeah, there's a little father-son theme here where you basically have Jesus being baptised and he goes down into the water. He's baptized by John the Baptist, who's Jesus' cousin, as he goes, keeping it in the family. And then he goes into the water, he comes out, and then the spirit descends uh, in the form of a dove, flapping its wings. And then God says, or God the Father says, and I need to get this right, looking at the Bible, you are my son, whom I love, with you I am well pleased. Now, I put it to you, Paul, that this is a little bit like Jeremy Kyle. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I've been thinking about this. Continue. Right? I thought you were going to say something else, but I'm going to save that and no. one-up you in holiness. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. No, come on. I'll come be on. honest. Okay, I'm Jeremy talking about Kyle. Jeremy Kyle. One-upping me in terms of holiness is not going to be that difficult. That is true. But if you're born sort of like where I'm from, if you need to find out who your dad is, you go on Jeremy Kyle and have a <laughs> DNA test. Right? <laughs> That's what you do. If you're looking to, if you're searching to find out who you are, you have a, and that, and then literally, normally the guy who turns out to be your dad actually goes, mate, you are my son who I love. With you, I am well pleased. Like that, right? Which is exactly what God says to Jesus. Like, there are so many parallels. Okay, here's when I up. Go on, here's, then. here's when Go on. I try and, uh, yeah, try and one up you. When you started saying Jer, I thought you were going to say it reminds you of Genesis because that's what this bit reminds me of. Really? Well pleased reminds me of, and God saw it was very good in Genesis. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm reading too much into that, but that's kind of, that's, that's what pinged off for me. And it's, I, I don't know, is, you know, is God saying this is a restoration work? Is he saying? Yeah. Like Jesus is the man. It's like, yeah. just like he looked at Adam and Eve and he was like, this is, these are my first people these are the people in whom I, on whom i'm going to set my love mm-hmm. and make my covenants with them maybe that's not bad i feel kind of um that one jeremy kyle what are you doing to <laughs> me so anyway well, anyway i think it's a bit like jeremy kyle anyway and that's so yeah that, that that's what i think is going on here this is god saying this is my son mm. it's it's that's an odd key Sorry, I'm going to be interrupting oh. you, and you didn't really interrupt me in my in my section. But it's a it is an incredible picture of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. But also, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Because it's like, so God has sent God, because yeah. Jesus is God. Yeah. So God has sent God, and then God comes 
sends God down to God. Right. Does now, he? I've, got, I've got alarm bells ringing. Are we about to enter into some kind of deep discussion about the Trinity? No. No. I just wanted to say it's incredible, isn't it? That God... <laughs> are we? We are, <laughs> aren't is... we? Um, maybe. Go on. Go on. Finish that sentence without using the words three, one, or Trinity. Go. Okay. Isn't it great that God... <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, go on, continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's right. Isn't it a you great picture? <laughs> isn't it lovely? <laughs> isn't it lovely? Isn't God Should amazing? That? that is good. It is the Trinity, and that is important. It is important that the Trinity is in there because what Mark is trying to get people that originally read this at the time who would have been largely Jewish, they needed to see that the Old Testament God had rocked up big time. They didn't massively have a concept of the Trinity. I don't know if you. I don't know if you knew that, and that's something that no. I picked up a little while ago. Was that they didn't have a massive idea of what the spirit was in terms of they didn't really understand the spirit to be a person, mm. more like the power of God, or right. like they refer to him as like the wind of God and things like that. <laughs> the wind of God, <laughs> my word, that's an immature, sorry, immature moment. I remember always but giggling through acts when the sound of a violent wind <laughs> yeah. filled the place. Classic. It's great. Why not? Why not? We <laughs> do. Uh, shocking. We've got a combined age of over 50. <laughs> and we're laughing at it. Sorry. I apologise, Mum. I'm sorry. Okay, I it's right. She you. won't listen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she she doesn't listen. listen. She doesn't listen. My mum gets on my nerves. No, I won't say that. Won't put that online. But yeah. So that, that's what's going on. God shows up. Jesus gets this sense of, I think, he gets, it's like the beginning of his ministry. Like, Mm. there's no Christmas story in Mark. He goes straight in at the start of Jesus' ministry. Like, the preamble to who Jesus, the grown man, is. And then you've got Jesus being baptised. God says, you are my son. Mm. And then, Mark just starts making huge throwaway statements in verses (laughs) 12 and 13, right? If I was to describe this as my day, like if Paul, if Paul, if you said to me, right, Jamie, how, how, how's your week been? And I said, oh yeah, well, the spirit sent me into the desert and I was in the desert for 40 days and I was being tempted by Satan and there were <laughs> wild animals there and the angels attended me, right? You would want some, do you know what I mean? You would want some kind of backstory. You'd be like, okay, sorry, you've had, that's quite a week. To Are be you honest, okay? If it was me personally, I'd probably just let that slide. Is it really? Well, Mark lets I'll it just slide. Say, typical Jamie doing his own self-importance. That's it. Yeah, yeah I've had a great week. Yeah. But, um, he I've heard this goes, story before. He was with the wild animals, and the angels attended him, and Satan tempted him, and he was there for forty days, and that, and then Mark's just like anyway, and then he just carries on to the next mm, bit. But mm. I think that is key. One that Jesus, Jesus was tempted by Satan, and it's almost like you've got. God, and then you've got Satan in the same passage. It's like the epitome of everything that is good, and every and Satan who personifies evil. You've got that whole picture: God, the Trinity, and then Satan in that one massive picture. That really struck me. Mark's mm. trying to set this up as good versus evil, mm. and God is letting His Son know that He is proud of Him and that He's got a job to do and He's on a mission. I think that's good. And there are some wild animals, which seem completely <laughs> pointless, other than there were wild animals. Maybe it's a, that ma- maybe it's another Genesis type reference, you know? Jesus being there and he's Jesus. Amongst nature. Amongst it's nature. The wilderness. 
that and there are wild animals it's a desert so i suppose those wild animals were desert creatures i don't know really wild but, camels yeah wild camels not just your average camels <laughs> wild were there camels i don't think there are camels in that part of the world to be honest Unless the wise men left them Look, there. Excuse me, I've seen loads of Bible films where yeah. they're always turning up on camels. Yeah, all right. The wise yeah. men rocked up on camels, probably. Yeah, they weren't from that. That's the whole point <laughs> about them. They're from somewhere else. Oh, are you saying I can't rely on films? It's, if they rolled are up, you saying I actually if they're from Germany, the they would have rolled up in a VW Beetle, wouldn't they? It's like can't believe you're saying that. I can't just <laughs> can't just depend on Hollywood. That's no, it. that's it. <laughs> no, you just can't. It's just as well there isn't a film of Mark chapter one because I might have just watched that instead of read the Bible. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe people should just replace reading their Bible just listening to us because yeah. <laughs> that's essentially what we do, isn't it? Some bloke out there makes a film mm. and then we're like, oh, I like that. And then you think you know the stories and yeah. you think you know what's going on without actually reading it, but. But there we go. But those are all of my thoughts anyway on that particular bit. Okay, I've got one more before you move. What did Satan actually think he was going to achieve? It seems like such... <laughs> Doesn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. He's a bit of a plonker because it's like Satan's like, I'm going to try and tempt God incarnate. Yeah. God in a man. I'm going to try and make him do something wrong. Yeah. It just... I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think it's a really good... So, but the things that he's like... in in other gospels as well i suppose that's an, that's a kind of important point as well mm. mark wants to get through a lot of stuff quickly other other gospels in the bible the ones that you can trust that are in the bible talk about what went on in the desert and stuff like that i have absolutely no idea but i do, i do know that it was basically satan trying to tempt jesus to he used the fact that he knew that Jesus was God incarnate mm. and kept on saying stuff like, go on, throw yourself off this building and then angels might catch you. If you're really who you say you are, they will. Like It, do, it does come across as pretty weak to me. Mm. And like Jesus just keeps on going, Bible says no. Bible says no. Bible says no. <laughs> the whole way. And then yeah. Satan gives up after 40 days. That's a long time. And there were wild animals there, potentially camels. <laughs> Just watching on, tutting, shaking their heads. What is Spitting Satan doing? every now and again, <laughs> as they do. Yeah, that's it. There we go. So, no, shall we move on? Right, okay. So, the next bit we've got, we've got the um, first disciples. Jesus calls the first disciples. So, my big question here is, is Jesus picking the right men? Oh. Hey, hey, see where I'm going with this? Right. Yeah, the, answer, the answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just Th- so you know. Thanks. Thanks. Okay, so next section. <laughs> um, I I like the pun here. I <laughs> what pun? Right. Jesus says, "Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men." Yeah, they're fishermen. Fishermen. He's saying, "I'll make you fishers of men." Nice. Do you reckon he delivered it in that way? What? It's like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> That's it. Hey guys. Hey fishermen. <laughs> I'll make you fishers of men. How about and they're like. That? Oh, wow. oh, oh, do you think? Yeah, I think that is why they decide to follow him. They're like, this guy's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> no. Check him out. I just, I just like that one. The only other pun, can you think of any other puns in the Bible? Mm, 
puns in the Bible. Oh, Jesus does say it's not what goes into you that matters, that makes you dirty. It's what comes out. <laughs> he says that. It's not really a pun. Toilet, yeah, I was say, toilet really humor, a pun. really, isn't yeah, it? But yeah, but it's good. I like that. I've never thought of that That's one before. I like it. The only one I could um, bring to mind was the Tower of Babel, mm-hmm. because uh, the Tower of Babel mm-hmm. means the Tower of Babel. It's the same word, apparently. Really? In Hebrew. Yeah, it was in it was in a sermon recently, and I'd really? read it in a book before. So, well, there we go. Sure. So, there's another so pun when, in when, the So, when um, God says, uh, uh, sorry, when the uh, account in Genesis says, therefore its name was called Babel or Babel. Because there, the Lord confused the language of the earth, and that's a good little pun there. Nice, the, literally the Tower of Babel. Because how long apparently... did you spend thinking of puns in the Bible this week? Fortunately, that one came to mind quite quickly. <laughs> really, yeah. yeah. Given this quite a bit of thought, <laughs> it's sad. It's difficult. <laughs> it's if difficult. I find more, I will be. I will oh be yeah, shoehorning yeah. them Why into not? future yeah, yeah. podcasts. Just get them in. Just get them in. <laughs> Why not? So, um, so, so the question. I've got is you've had all these people like we're going back to what I was talking about before all these people have been waiting around for Jesus mm-hmm. so it's been foretold by the prophets I mean I assume that sort of you know people were handing it down you know oral history and whatever so you've got some people waiting would they not have been the religious people this is a little leading question because we're going to find out in potentially next week or oh. a couple of weeks time that Oh, check them out. weren't it's very good. Plan. Hey, yes, yeah, I've read, I've read the whole of People Mark. won't even notice. No, they'll be like, oh, wow. That's how good that was. I thought I'd slip that one in there. Subliminal messaging, subliminal messaging. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, why does Jesus not go to the temple? Surely God's people are there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, are they? They can't see you shrugging and moving your hands. <laughs> I'm like doing that a really, s- like really pleased with myself. Sweetheart. It doesn't work on a podcast. <laughs> if I raise my eyebrows like that, that <laughs> might come through. Raise a quizzical <laughs> eyebrow in my direction. Hey, nudge, nudge, no, really quick. <laughs> hey, so it doesn't work on a podcast. I can't oh, see okay. you. Okay, let us know if it did work for you because you might I'll now take, be my I'll best friend. What, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a picture of you afterwards. We'll put it on Twitter. <laughs> And you can do yeah, the, you can, yes. you can do the, yeah. Where, where are we? At Padratub. Padratub. Yeah. yeah we patronised yeah, and yeah, we perturbed. That's what we wanted. Padratub. We didn't want that Paul or Jamie read the Bible. That's it. So, you know, Twitter. Oh, it's too long. It's too long. Yeah. Padratub. Um, so, okay. Well, that, that was my Bitter. little, that was my little for a future time. Thing. That is nice. So. What were you saying this time though, Paul? Because we do need to do the podcast this time. Okay. Well, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying that. Jesus doesn't go to the temple because, as we're going to find out, God's people aren't necessarily there. Oh. Okay? Yeah, that's, that's really good. Yeah, you changed my life. Thank well, you. Thank cheers. you. Yeah. There you go. I've grown. Well, I'm trying to get people to read on as well. You know, people read Mark 1. They'll think, oh, I'll wait till next time. But now they're like, oh, I want to know what's going to happen. There's your patronization. Here comes your <laughs> perturbing. You don't have to read on. Just have a nice week. <laughs> that's not perturbing. That's, we'll, co- we'll cover it later. That's encouraging. That's like, yeah, don't worry about it. That's relaxing. It yeah. is perturbing. It's perturbing them from reading the Bible. I How have we think, got to I, the point where I am now telling people not to read the Bible? Uh, well, precisely. I'm starting to think my life is You're a tangent. This down. Yeah, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think my life is a tangent. <laughs> Jamie, the tangent gins. That's it. Okay, here, here, here's the good stuff, right? Here's something I can talk about now. I have got deploy fishing analogy. Deploy fishing. In big letters <laughs> on my notes. So, Jesus says... I'm going to make you fishers of men, right? Okay, so he's kind of set it up. I'm not doing anything that Jesus didn't himself. But here's where I say, the disciples have been hooked. 
They, Jesus has baited the disciples, right? Like that, because they don't put up much of a fight, do they? They're not like, no, nah, I'm all right, thanks. I'm just getting some fish. <laughs> it's kind of my job. They just, you know, Jesus says, I'll make you fish as men. And it says immediately they left their nets and followed him. So there's something about Jesus that's attractive, that's baited them. Mm-hmm. And Jesus has got them hooked. Nice. He's caught them. Ooh. He's caught. It's very he's good. Caught the tires. It's good, isn't it's it? Good. It's good. It's good. I, I, it took it's, me it's ages to come up with all of them. So there is something about Jesus. I mean, we've discussed this before. That's the exciting thing about reading through Mark. There is something about Jesus that is captivating, isn't there? I mean, obviously, we are now at a stage where we've both been Christians for a while. Mm-hmm. But I still find that when you actually read the Bible, there is stuff that is captivating about it. There's something, mm-hmm. something about Jesus that makes you want to makes you want to read and that's what attracted me to him in the first place yeah, there's no, just something about him that's yeah. different isn't there that you know what that comes out big time in a minute as well actually hey allow me to raise know? a quizzical eyebrow come on come <laughs> on this is this is working this is, really this, well this is amazing we genuinely haven't compared notes people this is i know this is just, just coming together it's like <laughs> oh, oh brilliant my goodness <laughs> so right okay here here is where this is potentially controversial i love a bit of controversy these are all the questions that I don't feel able to ask, like in house groups, because I've done it before. And you I'll give you one word answers to all of what? them. One word. Just show that. Hit me. Okay, so I'm saying, who do we focus on when Jesus. we're sharing our faith? Okay, yeah. So you see, so now you Bam, come across. Just things. threw that out there. So who do we focus on when we're sharing our faith? Because, like I say, Jesus didn't go to the people in the temple, because as we're going to find out in future episodes, they think they've got it all sorted, pretty much. They think mm. they're pretty good. They think they're sort of God's people. I'm thinking about. Why do we sometimes beat ourselves up when we're talking to people at work, at school, wherever we are, and they don't care about Jesus? But we're like, oh, no, I've got to. I've got to. It says in the Bible, I've got to, you know, speak to people about it. Mm-hmm. And you kind of make this really, it's never going to, it's never going to, uh, see, this is where I'm careful. It's never going to work other than a miracle from God. Obviously, we know God can do anything. Yeah. But I'm saying Jesus does, Jesus kind of focuses on the people who need him. So he focuses on the normal people. Mm-hmm. who haven't, you know, got a lot of baggage or something, or who are interested. Do you see yeah. what I mean? He knows the fishermen are going to be interested, these these disciples. He knows they're going to be people who want to follow him around and see what he does. Yeah, so yeah. I'm thinking, do, I mean, can we, is it a bit controversial to say, let's seek out the people that we know, if if we are going to share our faith, let's seek out the friends who are a bit interested. I, I had a big thing at uni, when I was away at uni, had a big thing where there were so many people who were like proper atheists who would just be like no you're an idiot you're an idiot and i would keep praying i'd be like no god come on i'm gonna destroy i'm gonna smash the atheism like god just give me something amazing give me a sentence that's gonna Mm -hmm. blow their minds you know just kind of completely and obviously that didn't happen because some people are so determined it's not for them they don't believe it it's like the rubbish Mm -hmm. i mean is am i reading too much into this no i I agree i do actually i take your point i agree with it as well i think that it's I suppose it's, it's like what you do to share your faith is important. It, 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 it's just my opinion, but I think that generally speaking, everyone that I know knows what I believe, mm. or they know something of it. Obviously, like you don't like when when you just like you meet someone, like a friend introduces you to one of their friends, and you meet them. You don't instantly just go off on one <laughs> about stuff. Hi, but, I'm Paul. I'm a Christian. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but it, it, inevitably, like any more than if like they were a Muslim or a Mormon or Jewish or whatever, that they would that they would say instantly what their faith is mm. or anything mm. like that. But if they ask me what do I do at the weekends, then fairly quickly they're going to work out that I'm a churchgoer. Mm. 
even if even if that means whether or not I take my faith seriously is another thing. But they know that I'm a churchgoer, and that's so like. But like as as they get to know me, they'll just know. Like if they ask me what you. What did you do on Saturday? Like, oh, actually, I recorded a Bible podcast. They're suddenly going to start thinking, right? Okay, this guy is serious about what mm. he believes, and all that stuff. But I guess, I guess, I agree with you in that, like, when it comes to actually approaching people about following Jesus and those clincher moments where people need to make that decision for themselves, yeah, they've got to be ready. You know, yeah. they've absolutely got to be ready. Like, even, like, they talk about these big... Like, I know there was this thing that went on years and years and years ago, this guy called Billy Graham that went around doing these... They called them the Billy Graham Crusades. Mm-hmm. And that was great. Like, he would fill stadiums and people would become Christians there and all kinds of stuff would happen. And that's brilliant. But I actually think that those people that were going along already had enough mental preparation for them to hear those clinches. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because people would know that Billy Graham was going to come and preach the gospel unapologetically. And then he would come into this massive stadium full of people and it was all there. Do you know what I mean? And that was right. And he was doing his job that he was called to do. And he did it brilliantly. He did it absolutely brilliantly in many ways. And like over the years, you hear loads of stories about people that that actually in that moment made a profession of faith. But later on, as life took over again, then it's it slipped away again as well. Hey, hey, again, it's quizzical like, eyebrows. Quizzical eyebrows. Hey, that's, like, that that's might in, turn up again. That 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 might. Hey, yeah, it's not, not bad. Your head's not bad. <laughs> Didn't even mean that one. And, but yeah, it's, it's that's the um. That, yeah, that's I the just, I, I, you've I got to be ready, to haven't you? I used to struggle, and um, because there were people um around me, you know, I don't want to embarrass. Um, people some people are naturally really good at fitting in and you know and it, it doesn't seem like they're just you know bringing stuff into conversations completely out of the blue but i also have known plenty of christians who, who have done that again i'm thinking of you know times at uni um where people were really overtly and it would put people off and then and i'd go oh, well that clearly doesn't work but then i'd feel bad i think oh well you know maybe they're doing the right thing you know because as a as a christian there are bits in the bible that say you shouldn't be looking for the approval of, of you know, man and friends, and it, you will offend some people. And it was kind of I always struggled with with getting the balance right. But what I like about this is this has given me a bit more confidence mm-hmm. in that, like you say, as long as you know, it's a bit different if someone goes, "Oh, what do you do on Sunday?" and you go, "Oh, you know, I meet up with some friends," and uh, mm-hmm. you know. But if you say, "Oh, I go to church," if people are interested and in ask, that's great. But if people aren't interested and in ask, you don't necessarily have to shoehorn it in, like. Mm-hmm. Does that make yeah. sense? No, it does. It yeah. just, and and it's quite. I just found that interesting that Jesus Himself sort of exercised some of that. There's no point adding pressure to the situation. Mm. And that, but one thing I will say though is that pretty much as soon as I worked out in my own mind not to put pressure on myself to do it, I found that God was did really start to present me with proper opportunities, mm. and that. And so you can't just shy away there is there is a difference i think anyway between um being socially appropriate and also forgetting the urgency of the gospel you know yeah. that i think that's the balancer for me in that actually i've have got some friends that i really really do want them to know god mm. 
Like I do, obviously I want everyone to know God, but when you have people in your life that you care about and you think you've found the best thing and that you do want them to know that, mm-hmm. like there's, and certainly with family, you know, like, and like to, that's a big take, one, isn't it? Yeah. To take it to a really like somber point And that when you see people in your family passing away and stuff like that, suddenly it's like in the light of death, life makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. And I know it's possible to, yeah, we can go going with the culture is is a great thing to do in some ways and making sure that you don't offend people and that. But it's like anything, isn't it? If you enter into something with a bit of self confidence and enter into something knowing that what you are onto is a good thing, then I find that people listen anyway. Mm. And I never really, I mean, may, maybe, maybe there are loads of people out there going, "Oh, Jamie shoehorn stuff in, <laughs> yeah. and it's really annoying," and that, but. I find that natural opportunities do occur. I just, and you just uh, got to take those. Yeah. No, I'm just always struck. And, uh, you know, I'm being conscious of time here. But um, I'm just struck that sometimes um, you'll get like an evangelist will come along and they say, you should pray every day that God will give you five opportunities to talk to someone about about Jesus. And mm-hmm. I don't often find that necessarily helpful. If it works for you, that's great. But, you know, I'm just trying to encourage people, you know, don't feel... It, like I say, it's one thing to cover it up and mm-hmm. to actually like deny stuff. Mm. Um, but, you know, don't feel that you have to talk to five people a day. That's not, you know, your your Christianity, your faith doesn't rely on that. Your salvation isn't, it's not bound up in that, is it? I mean, God can look after himself. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he wants us to help, he wants mm-hmm. us to help and do some work. But God can look after himself. And just, that's one thing I really struggled with. And that's what I just wanted to encourage some people. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I went through a big period. I mean, it's a long time ago now, but... It's just one of those things, you know, you get these evangel- evangelists come along and, and some people might not even be the personality type to, to talk. You know, your biggest, your biggest um, witness is with your actions, isn't it? You know, and that's, that's home. But I mean, this, I'm sure we'll come back to this many times. And sorry, I yeah. wasn't necessarily expecting to go down that route. No, no, no. Um, I think it's a good but, thing to talk about. But, but yeah. So. It is. That is a good thing. Like even there, you have said, and this is going to this is going to sound like I'm just trying to hopelessly try and link everything, but you've spoken <laughs> about actions and how they speak louder than words. And that is actually the, the main thing that I pulled out of the next section. Uh, and that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice one, Jay. But no, seriously, that is the main thing that mm-hmm. I pulled out of the next bit. Because the like, next bit is Jesus driving out evil spirits and then Jesus healing many. So like Jesus, essentially, you can lump those together and just put Jesus does loads of good stuff, <laughs> yeah. right? So you've got, so far through Mark, you've got, John the Baptist saying there's this guy coming, it's in all the old prophets and all that stuff. Then you've got Jesus being baptized and God shows up and says, you are my son. This is my son. Mm -hmm. So people are saying it's God. And then Satan rocks up and starts going, go on then. Let's, let's, let's try and, let's try and, let's try and rule the world together. Like we can do it and all this stuff, which is yet more proof that Jesus is God. Mm -hmm. And that then you've got the call of the first disciples and they see something in him and he goes and like, like all of the, all of the disciples start to follow Jesus or the first disciples start to follow Jesus, I should say. And then Jesus goes into the synagogues and the temples. It's then he starts to go in. He's had all this stuff confirmed mm-hmm. and he starts going around to the different towns and healing people driving out evil spirits like this evil spirit in this passage just says i know you are who you are you're jesus and you are the holy one of god 
and Jesus casts him out, just gets rid of him completely. Mm-hmm. And then later on, when um, when Jesus um, starts healing people, it it throws in later around like verse twenty nine to thirty four, and that it says here he also drove out many demons, who are basically. Like, I don't know, little devils. I don't know. It's the way to describe. But the, those that were those that are working for Satan that were infiltrating the bodies of people and taking over their lives. But Jesus would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. And the people that he healed, as well, they weren't allowed. Or Jesus used to say to us, or would say to them, "Don't go around telling people. Mm. Don't go around telling people who I am." In fact, in this instance, is it this one? Oh, no, it's later on. There's one healing where he does something really specific with the guy. as a guy with leprosy. He does something really specific with him that really made me think. But we'll come back to that later on. What what goes on here, though, I think is amazing because you kind of got to get this headline. We ask one question that I've heard asked so many times by various people, and I've asked myself is, how would I respond if Jesus rocked up in my life, mm, right? Mm. And like we've That's asked a classic, that question. Isn't it? How and would people use that for encouragement and also massive yeah. discouragement yeah, as yeah, well, yeah. Like, It just comes up all the time. <laughs> Always, yeah. But there is a little headline in here that comes directly from the, um, the lips of the crowds that were seeing Jesus. And I think this is a real insight. I was very encouraged by this, actually. These are just normal people that are watching Jesus be the Messiah, and they what they see him drive out an evil spirit, and their response is, what is this? That's their first question. What is this? What is going on? So they're confused. And then they say, he even gives orders to evil spirits, and they obey him. It's incredible. Mm. Absolutely incredible. Like the way that they respond to him is it's almost fear in a way. They just don't know. And like in, in other places as well, they talk about him preaching with absolute authority and it's because it's because he's able to do the things that he does that they listen to the words that he says. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a real example for us. If we do jesus type things and i'm not not necessarily talking about these huge events like mm. casting out demons which actually the that's, bible that's good because i've never managed to do that no but the so. bible actually does say and jesus does say to his disciples and we will look at this later but he does say to his disciples you will do greater things than these just after he's done stuff. Mm. And he also, in terms of healings and things like that, there is also the spiritual gift of healing as well, which, like, uh, that's a massive that's can of worms. That's going to be a hot topic, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> for, a lot of people, that. for a lot of people, like, that can be a really contentious thing. Mm. But that happens, then they respond in this way of, like, wow, this guy is speaking with real authority here and he's acting with authority. But I want to put it to you, and this is slightly contentious, perhaps. Okay. Okay. Right? When, if I were to say this about you, Paul, right? If I were to say, what is, like, you've just cast the demon out of somebody, they've shaken around a little bit, and then they've fallen to the floor, and they're all better, right? If I said, what is this? A new teaching, and with authority, 
And then I say, Paul gives orders to evil spirits and they obey him. Could it be taken that people were still, the jury was out about Jesus a little bit at this point? We're very early in the gospel and they're saying, this guy is in control of evil spirits. That's quite a statement. Is there an ambiguity? I don't know, maybe I'm reading into it. Is there an ambiguity to I, that? I don't know. I, when I read this verse, I mean, I highlighted that verse as a, as a key verse, like you say, their response to, to this sort of miracle. I don't know. It, it kind of read quite positively to me. It's the excitement about mm-hmm. it. I, th- I think you're right. I think there is ambiguity. And we know definitely later on that some people question whose authority is under. You yeah, know, yeah. Is he from God or is he Satan? Yeah. Um, but I've, there's that excitement. What is this? A new teaching with authority. He's gone into the synagogues and the temples and whatever. And he's preaching this new new thing that people haven't really heard before. I think they're intrigued. And like you say, it's that actions are almost backing up his authority. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he would have been talking about God. You know, I'm sure he would have been talking about the positive things and, you know, about God's love and stuff like that. It is interesting that we don't actually get... He just says he he was teaching and they were astonished at his teaching. But it doesn't actually say what he was saying, does it? Yeah. You know, it doesn't say what he's saying. It doesn't say whether he mentioned the Old Testament verses that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. It doesn't say whether he explicitly said, I am God. Or, you know, God loves you. This is a new covenant. I don't know, I don't know what he said. Yeah. But whatever he said, it piqued people's interest. But you are right that the actions back up his authority. But even then, people, yeah, of course people are still yeah. undecided. Like, I'm, I'm fairly confident that what Jesus was preaching was the gospel as we know it, mm. like in, in, ter- mm. in terms of that stuff in some way. And there is that, there's another headline earlier on, actually, like in verse... Um, 14 or 15 here Jesus was going around saying the time has come the kingdom of God is near repent and believe the good news mm. so that's like a headline of what he was saying and then we've got a headline of their response and it, I don't know it's, it just seems to me like it just amazes me that something that was so good and pure and turned out to be God and the epitome of goodness and grace and love was so readily confused with evil and i think that that can sometimes be an issue for us like when in our attempts to be like jesus some people are going to judge you perhaps wrongly and say you know what like they might i mean there's another time where they say about jesus who is this man that eats with sinners and tax collectors Mm -hmm. and that jesus was dealing with the real problems of life stuff like evil demons that were around and that and by doing that instantly he's then is he's guilty by association in a way in in the eyes of some i don't i don't know it just it really just struck me like people were confused like who is this it's a question it's not this is god they didn't go this is god they said he's got authority they didn't say this is good they said he i don't know but it was good what he did. I mean, this this is interesting. I, I don't really necessarily want to get into it because I think it will cause more confusion than um, than benefit for people. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know what I think about the whole sort of demon possession and and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I'm not sure. You know, lots of people, um, lots of sermons I've listened to and things I've read, um, you know, refer to sort of mental illness potentially as being 
you know what people are possessed by you know some of these things where they're doing odd things themselves and shouting odd things potentially i mean i, I don't know i don't necessarily want to get into all that but yeah. but whatever happens whether it is an actual demon possession or whether, whether like i say he's got some condition you know like a sort of Tourette's or something where he's shouting and you know causing a fuss whatever's happened jesus has healed this guy and obviously this guy is going to be pretty happy about that mm-hmm. and i think I think the action itself, the actual healing itself, can't be construed as a as a bad thing necessarily because he's freed someone from whatever this was, whatever this condition was. Yeah. But even even then, when you say, I mean, um, I, I don't want to name them, but I know a, a few people who have who have really struggled with this. Is kind of why I was thinking about the mental illness stuff, mm-hmm. like depression. And then when they come out of that, sometimes part of that is like a salvation. Um, you know, some people battle with like substance abuse and things like that, don't they? Mm-hmm. You know, like drink drugs, and sometimes their salvation is kind of key to coming out of that. And there is something but about that, that that people people find suspicious. Do you not think though? Like, sorry, I know like you're mid flow there, but like mm. in this situation here, the demon speaks back. Yes, that to me sounds like it's an actual being. Yeah, I, I yeah, like I say, I don't necessarily. I don't know. I don't know if it's helpful necessarily to sort of go into yeah. that detail, but a- anything you're being freed from, all, all I wanted to say, you know, in, in response to what you, the question you posed was that even when people are saved from things like, um, you know, from addictions or, um, you, you know, even, even physical illness, you know, people are saved. That's part of their testimony. They say, you know, I believe that God took me out of it, but people are still suspicious. And like you say, I don't know where that comes from. Because surely you should always be celebrating something like that. However, someone's come out of like a, a situation, mm-hmm. you know, such as like say drug abuse or or whatever it is. But there, there does always seem to be people like, oh, it's fantastic. I, you know, I've become a Christian and God has taken me out of this. People are sp- suspicious about it. I, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know what that is. I, again, that's one of those things I don't I, have an answer for. But well, I, th- I think this, it, I take it as a bit of an encouragement for. Like from if you follow Jesus' example, you like actually get your hands dirty and don't be afraid about what you might be associated with. Just make sure that what you're doing is actually God's will in that yeah. situation. Yeah. So, like for example, if your friend invites you to um, to a type of party where you know stuff is going to be happening that you don't necessarily um, engage with yourself you don't don't want to so like for me if i was invited to a party where loads of people were taking drugs and stuff like that does it and this is this is like again can be taken as a contentious point do i stay away because i'm a christian or do i go because i'm a christian yeah you know it's it's i just think it's interesting but like we 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 need to crack on with the the rest of the stuff but um but yeah just think it's an interesting one really and these a lot of these themes are going to keep coming up aren't they you know yeah uh, over and over again so that everyone is really bored (laughs) (laughs) that's what's going to happen you're going to bore everyone by saying the same things again (laughs) fair enough shall we move on (laughs) that's what i'm planning to do anyway just bore everyone why not it's worked for two thousand years isn't it Shocking, isn't it? Shocking. Wow. 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 I'm just going to move on. Yeah, um, go for it. 
What, so, what's next, Paul? Well, fortunately, as we're a bit pushed for time, this, this one's quite short, really. Yeah. Um, this is a bit where um, it says, in, in my one, it's um, Jesus preaches in Galilee, but it's actually really Jesus praying. Um, so what happens? Jesus prays. Really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. No, it's where? really good. It's really good. In Galilee? In Galilee? Yeah. No, what, what, uh, where he was at the time? Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah, I think he is in Galilee. Nice. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's in Galilee. Did yeah, he pray cool. round? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm he prayed round all by sure himself. Did. No, he. Um, this this is a bit. We are called to. This is you know. This is a more um, point for those of us who are already Christians, really. But we are called to emulate Christ, um, and you know to use Jesus as our example. You know, like you alluded to just now. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I find it incredible that, like we were saying about the Trinity, God came down to God from God. Yeah. Um, and so basically I say, God, Paul, you couldn't have possibly picked a more complicated way to explain it <laughs> i think that's brilliant God came down i thought that God was from God. i thought that was pithy and worked perfectly i think that solves the trinity i know a scouser called lorraine right. who used to just say that jesus was god <laughs> with skin on like that that was a really bad on. accent but that's what she used to say god with skin on yeah no pretty much but well that's it this is it god and what you've done is there, you God. said yeah to encourage me, but completely ignored what I said. That's deep. God with skin on. Yeah, see, it's one of those deep things I can just accept. <laughs> it is, it's just one of those things. <laughs> this is one of the ones. The Trinity is something I don't have any problem with. Really? I just, I find it mind-blowing, but also just, it's like, one of those things, I can just let it whatever. be. I'm yeah, like, God, like, God goes out here and prays to God. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it is mind-blowing, but in a kind of... I'm okay with that kind of way. Well... That's the whole point of... That's one of the great things about Jesus, isn't it? Is that God came down to be with us. Like, mm-hmm. to physically be with us. Because he knew knew we could actually do with a bit of a hand like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Kind of give us a more tangible yeah, they're example. They're not getting this. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, something like... And he's like, right, okay, I'm going to have to actually step in and do something to sort of make it a bit more obvious. And that's what I love about it. It's just something so loving and kind and honest of God. Do you see what I mean? Just to come down and just be like, right, okay. And then, like you said, get your hands dirty. So God goes out to pray to God. All, all I've done is I've just I've put here. It's obviously quite important prayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah, literally what that's in here. your notes. That's literally it's quite important notes. prayer. Obviously, prayer is quite important because yeah, because God yeah. actually did it Himself, even though He is God. Yeah. Um. So I've just put how and why. You know, uh, we've all heard. We've, I'm sure we've all read books, heard. Um, you know, but. It's one of those things. Everyone's always talking about prayer, but it is difficult. It doesn't make it an easy thing to do. No. Um, but I mean, what did he do? He got up early, so he's put time aside. Went out while it was still dark, so he's got no distractions, and he went to a desolate place, so he separated himself. The, this, for me, prayer is really the only time that Jesus actually separates himself from people, mm-hmm. just to spend time with his Father. Mm-hmm. You know, because even though he's God, he's the Son of God, and he's speaking to Father God. So he goes out and spends time with his Father, and I think that is important. That that sometimes we can say, "Oh no, well I'm really hard at work." You know, I'm working. Oh well, I'm t- talking to people about you know, Jesus. Oh, I'm doing this. I'm working at the church. I'm doing this, that, and the mm-hmm. other. But actually, you still need to put aside time to to spend yeah. time with God. And that's the, you know, it's funny you, that you mentioned like this, that I'm busy at church thing. I think that's possibly the biggest thing that can that can get in my way in terms of my own attitude because I find that prayer is is one of the it's one of the best things that I do when I do it. Mm. When I really pray, 
and just let rip matter how I'm feeling to God and like just get all psalmist on him and stuff like that. And he's like, I've heard this before. You rip that off from psalm. <laughs> but you know, when, when you get like that, that's that's actually is great. And I think there is something therapeutic about it. Mm. I also find that God, in His way, responds. And that, but also you just get you can get so busy with life. And for me, that does include church. That like sometimes mm. you can find yourself massively involved in everything, and you never ever separate yourself like that yeah and i mean i I found um you know like this week i was reading my bible load and that's great i got a load out of that Mm. because you know like we've can you know admitted to each other that in the past we haven't necessarily done that enough Mm. um and and i really enjoyed that but even then part of me still had to think no actually i've still got to pray i haven't reading my bible doesn't mean that Mm. i don't then pray you know Mm. and i've had to set aside time Mm. so i think I'd say that's that sounds like a real it's quite important but it is but it's one of those things we're always going to struggle with um and then I've also done the wise you know just to wrap this bit up he was prepared for work because he then after he's prayed he says let us now go on to the next towns that I might preach there also he's got a refocused purpose because he says this is what I came to do and he's received power from God because it says he went throughout all Galilee preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons Mm -hmm. so it's those those three things so i am going to try this is what i pledge to do in this podcast i'm going to make a pledge i am going to try to do those three things um this week wow big set words. time aside no distractions and separation and i want you to ask me next time how my prayer has been do you want me to ask you online on the podcast and I you're going you to ask answer. me live and i'm going to answer oh honestly my goodness Hopefully it's going to shame me into praying like I've never prayed yeah, before. Because again, we've been through this. That's what the gospel is all about. Yeah. Feeling ashamed of yourself. No, okay. I'm just... Shame. What a yeah. ridiculous word for a uh, sal- you know saved I mean. person. I just mean it's, you know, it's another... It's another... No, I get where you're coming yeah. from. We've got a sense of responsibility yeah. in you. But, you know, so don't be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm... I love you, Paul. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. There aren't many of us in that club, I'm not going <laughs> to lie, but I love you, all right? That's important. I don't know if my wife loves me because we've banished her from the house in order to record this. Yeah, she's all right though, isn't she? <laughs> we love you, Eloise, wherever you are. <laughs> Sorry, she won't listen to this. Sorry, Last thing she wants to do is hear another hour odd of me talking. <laughs> of you talking yeah. about God. <laughs> Shut up and do the washing up, you burp. That's it, that's it. <laughs> um, so, okay, so that's cool. my pledge. Paul's pledge. Paul's pledge. It's gonna be a new thing. I'm, I'm personally not gonna commit myself to anything. That's fine. That's I'm, I'm expect that from because, you. Because like, you've got it all sorted, haven't you? That's that's how you think. It's not so much I've got it all sorted. It's just I'm not dumb enough to commit myself to something online. <laughs> um, so, man with leprosy goes over to Jesus. Sounds like a joke. It's not. It's something from Mark. <laughs> it actually happened. <laughs> it actually happened. True story. <laughs> and that the man with leprosy goes over to Jesus, and this is the first first instance where someone actually asks Jesus overtly in Mark to heal them. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really profound. I'm actually. gutted you got this section because it is one of the best sections in Mark. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah. It's all right. I mean, obviously, Mark doesn't go into detail about the healings that take place before this, and that, but this is the first detailed account of a specific healing of a man with a physical ailment mm-hmm. um, or a person with a physical ailment. He goes over to Jesus and he basically asked to be made clean. 
And the reason he says clean is because he was seen as not just someone who had an illness that should go to hospital, but actually in his culture, someone who was dirty and shouldn't live with other people. He asked Jesus to be made clean and Jesus did it. And I thought that was good. It's a a beautiful section, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's just that simple. It is absolutely absolutely lovely. It's that line in my Bible, it's moved with pity. Yeah, that bit from Jesus. I just think he just did it. A phenomenal little. It's just two lines, isn't it? The guy says, "If you will, you can make me clean," and Jesus says, "I will." See, like I don't know if Jesus actually downloads the podcast, but if you are listening, Jesus, you're a bit of a legend for doing that. (laughs) Keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Love the show. (laughs) Love the show. No, it's good. I think it's really good what he does, and like, and there are some there are some other bits as well in there. Like he then tells him to go and do the all the Old Testament stuff as well, mm. and I don't really know why Jesus does that, but may maybe it's something to do with the fact that if healed people start rocking up at the temple, then he might just be able to. Because earlier on, you asked why didn't Jesus go and speak to the religious leaders and mm, that? Mm. But I think he just kind of knew what he was doing. He knew that they were used to religious fanatics. They were used to people preaching stuff. And yeah. at the time, I don't know if I had guys that were claiming all this authority over me saying that we will lead you to the God of salvation. And then we were under Roman occupation. I would not like those guys and be like, well, you, this isn't, it's not quite adding up. This was a difficult time for them politically. Mm, yeah. You know, it wasn't good. Their king was a puppet king. Mm. They had to do whatever Pilate said. These so-called le- God-ordained leaders of the nation had to answer to someone who was a complete invader. And I think that people, I think they were just used to people having to go at them and questioning them the whole time. Maybe why they were so defensive, particularly mm. defensive at the time. But, Jesus seems to just send... He doesn't send the arguments, he just sends the results. Yeah, yeah. No I, no, I think I agree with that. I hadn't thought of that before. The, the way I saw it was again... I had thought of it before. Yeah, had you? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's good, that's good. I had. Um, I, no, I, I think it was also part of he's showing... Again, he's showing he's got this authority from God because he is, he is fitting in with the Old Testament. I mean, ultimately, he's going to end up replacing the government you know and and the sacrifices and things like that that whole system but he's still showing that that's where they've come from Mm. you know and i think he's he's got to again that's part of the proof because obviously we've got the whole bible now then would people have had malachi and isaiah i mean we know the prophets would have happened but they probably only had the Torah, didn't they? Which was like the first five books. Yeah, I mean, they they, they had by, by this stage. I reckon they probably had quite a lot of stuff, mm. quite a lot of stuff, and that because it's like four hundred years. Yeah, you maybe. Know, by, by then they they did have quite a lot of stuff. But, I mean, we but do I, know I, I, that a lot of the Bible hasn't been put together until yeah, relatively recently. You know, yeah. not obviously. I'm not talking like fifty years ago, but yeah, but oh yeah, the big thing was the Torah. Than, the bit, the big thing yeah. was the Torah, and there, there were. I, I know there were loads of other texts around as well that they also paid a lot of attention to. That's it, but they hadn't officially been sort of put together as oh, this is the Old Testament bundle, is it? You know, they weren't yeah, selling yeah. it on the uh, Christian yeah. bookstores then. Well, so they right. wouldn't have been the Jewish bookstores. The Jewish bookstores, yeah, slightly more yeah. expensive than the Christian ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
So there we go. Stop giggling, Paul. <laughs> it's like, why do you giggle secretly? I as if we can. All the time. You just listen, oh, just in the background there, he's just like giggling away. He's just to say, so glad that didn't go online. <laughs> there we so go. glad I didn't say that. But there we have it, man. Mark chapter one. I think we, we covered that like a couple of absolute genius Bible monkeys. It sounded. I was going to say it sounded pretty good to me. But <laughs> we haven't heard it yet. But that's actually, yeah. No, that's it. There we go. So, well, thank you for listening. Hopefully we've given you some stuff to think about. Um, I would, I can't remember if at the beginning we said to read Mark 1 or not. Um, I would recommend that you read Mark, read, you know, read the chapter, read the next. What, what are we going to be looking at next time? Are we looking well, at 2 and 3? Yeah, I reckon, I reckon 2 and 3. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, what I'm looking forward to is when he comes across his brothers and his mum and stuff like that. It's just, um, yeah. It's just Jesus the human. How does that work out for him? At the end of chapter three there. Ah, see, I've got... be interesting. I've got a big question for next time. A big, big question. A big controversial question. Yeah, I can't wait. That's a massive pledge <laughs> and a massive question. You're massive, I'm Paul. saying, you're saying so myself massive. up for a fall, aren't I? No, no, you're not. It's no, but be... thank you. we do encourage you to read it. it. It's good stuff, especially if you've never read it before. Um you know, there's some there's some fantastic stuff in it, and also just to prove that we're actually talking about the right thing. Because for all you know, if you haven't read it, we could just be making all this up. We could. So, well, there we go. I think the only thing to say now is I really hope that that all recorded. Let's hope so. Mm. <laughs> right, thank you, everyone. Um, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from me. We weren't going to do this. We, what is no, this? The we two Ronnie. We need an outro, don't we? We need an outro. Any suggestions? Get us on the twitters. At at Padratub, which is P-A-J-R-T-B. If you needed it, spelt. God, God, get with it, granddad. Um, or, <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't about? know. I don't know. I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to be hip and cool. It's nice. It's nice. Or you can email us. You can email us. You We've can. got an email. Please email us. You know, if, <laughs> please. 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 We, we want to hear some, you know, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what sort of, you know, what you think of. I can passes. certainly commit to Paul getting back to you. I really can. Brilliant. Is that? Yeah. That Paul's pledge to from Paul, Jamie, Paul, yeah, coming from Jamie. I We've got Paul, Paul and Jamie read the Bible at gmail.com. Just to give us a shout, you know, we don't. If you if you want it read out on the podcast, we're more than happy to. If you don't want it read out on the podcast, just put in there, you know. But we we'd love to hear from you. Um, yeah, we need an outro. <laughs> we need an outro. What I'll do is I'll make one up now on the spot, like I did last time. Do it. But um, yeah. So bye, Paul. Bye, Jamie. And they all said, Amen. Bible's at the ready. Jamie, read the Bible.